What is your relationship to the end of the year and New Year's resolutions? I have found that in the past few years, there's become a movement against New Year's resolutions for good reason. I think that New Year's resolutions sometimes comes with, or setting New Year's resolutions sometimes comes with uh, seemingly unnecessary pressure or added stress into our lives when there's already so much stress and things that we have to do. But there's also a real value I personally find in setting intentions, particularly around this time of year when we feel like we're experiencing a rebirth or a sense of renewal or a sense of revitalization and stepping into our own. So today, Kimmy and I explore what New Year's resolutions mean, not just to ourselves, but to other people that we've we've encountered and what intention setting means and what it doesn't mean, kind of the balance between how we create intentions, create goals, create ideals for our future, and also not put too much pressure or added extra stress onto ourselves, but how we can really approach goal setting and intention setting and looking ahead to our futures with a sense of excitement exuberance, and clarity. So I'm excited to share today's episode with you guys. We're exploring New Year's resolutions and New Year's intentions from a real place of centeredness, groundedness, and authenticity. My name is Hollis Maloney, And today we're talking about the pros and cons of New Year's resolutions. Hi, Kimmy. Hi, Hollis. (laughs) Um, How are you today? I'm good. Last night we were talking earlier that we had the crazy, crazy rain and I feel like I woke up to a little bit of chaos but I'm feeling I'm feeling better (laughs) all of my (laughs) not all of my but a good chunk of my books got um got soaked so I woke up and was like ah need to dry everything out and try to preserve try to preserve my books so I have a um I've got a project going on (laughs) in my room (laughs) I feel like that's a really good um like mini example of how chaotic this time of year tends to be where it's just like things out of nowhere come to you and you're like, now I have to handle this chaos. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're like, it's winter. I'm resting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I always think of this time of year as like the most reflective and introverted and um, the time of year where you kind of want to just settle and hibernate. But then there, there really is just like so much going on as we talked about in our, in our previous episode about the holidays. But I think just in general, there's this heightened activity of wanting to get everything done before the end of the year and then preparing for the next year and just like so much to organize, so much to, to do so much to reflect on and also so many things to just tidy and keep clean and, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and make sure they don't get damaged. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like reflection definitely 
it's it's sort of like bottom of my list. I'm definitely cognizant that it is a time for reflection and there's conversation about reflection and that there's like setting up intentions, talking about the new year, what you really want for yourself. You're maybe like gathering with friends or family around this time and reflecting upon the year. But I think because of the, as we talked about in the last episode, just everything that's going on and December is always crazy. And I never feel like I can catch up exactly. So there's this kind of like thing in the back of my head that knows that some genuine reflection dropping in to myself and asking myself what I need to sort of offset that pressure and anxiety that comes with this time of year. Um, I can feel, I can feel that I need that, but it's almost like that is at the bottom of my priority list when there's all of this stuff going on and fluttering around and you're like, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. And then at the end of it, it's just like, I feel like I have no energy to, to reflect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Energy for reflection. What? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think of time markers is really important because it helps us track the passing of time and to their like check-in points. Right. But at the same time, when we place too much emphasis on certain time trackers as like, Oh, now we have to stop and reflect and look back on the last year. It limits us from like the natural, potentially more organic times when it would feel really good to reflect or set intention and new years in particular, or like the days around new years or the end of the year in general have this extra emphasis on needing to take stock of the entire last year, all 12 months, you know, and then set intentions for the the following 12 months, which is a big project in itself um, on top of all the other chaos. So I like to always remind myself that even if I set intentions or even if I do the reflection, because I'm the kind of person that absolutely loves to do the reflecting, I think it's really important. You know, I live by the 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 saying like the unexamined life is not worth living. So being able to sit down and reflect and kind of align myself with where I am now, I really, really value and, and um, find very important. So, but even if I don't do it until well into January or, you know, the beginning of February, I try to take the pressure off because nobody is putting that time stamp on when you need to reflect or set intentions or start the year or whatever, um, other than yourself, you know, like we can follow the calendar, (laughs) we can follow the Gregorian calendar and we can follow an astrological calendar or whatever calendar you happen to follow. Um, but it's really up to you to choose when something ends and when something begins and when you want to, when you want to include any sort of activities that come along with that beginning and ending, like reflecting or setting intentions or, you know, gearing up for the next beginning. It does not have to be on top of all the chaos. In fact, if there is too much going on, it probably means that it's it's not the time for you to be reflecting. <laughs> right. Or even just like having a 
more gentle form of reflection, like having it come a little bit more naturally. A lot of the pressure with setting intentions, setting goals for the new year is having too high standards and it being all or nothing and it being like, I need to do all of this upon reflection. These are all of the things that I want to change and let's just change it immediately. I actually had a moment like that this morning that was just kind of unrealistic and I had to check in with myself this morning just to actually take stock of what I needed. And, um, you know, you got to humble yourself a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am but one person. <laughs> right. It's not going to be, it's not going to be like peaches and cream and exactly the, the picture of the perfect goal and meeting the perfect goal mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I think about this time of year and it's, it's a really unique time on kind of an astrological astronomical level, because we're the holiday season is in the midst of Sagittarius season when the sun is in Sagittarius and then it moves into Capricorn and that's December and Sagittarius is a very, um, kind of extravagant type of energy and, definitely an ambitious energy. It's a kind of like, I see the thing that I want. I'm just going to go for it. I'm not even going to think about what it is that I need along the way. I'm just going to (laughs) go. And, um, and so there's a lot of that kind of like, I just want it all. And I want to do all the things and I want to just be everywhere all at once. And then when we move into Capricorn, it's definitely more refined and reserved, but it's also extremely ambitious and sets it's the type of energy that sets really kind of long-term long-range goals and plans that it wants to achieve as a form of leaving a legacy. So combined this month is very much about like I see the big thing, I want to get myself to the big thing and um and I want to set goals and intentions and I'm and I'm going to expect myself to meet it. But at the same time, you know, we're in the middle of or we're entering into winter, we're entering into the the darkest, at least in the Northern hemisphere, we're entering into the darkest days, longest nights of the year. And there's also this natural urge to slow down and to get quiet and to, to get reflective and to kind of reset. Um, you know, the winter solstice is the time of year that's kind of like a, a new moon, but for the sun. And it's the very beginning of, uh, of the process of gaining more light and the sun starting to make its way back into um, taking up more of our, our time during the day instead of the night and the moon. So there's this, this kind of confluence, this kind of um, combining together of impulsive, exciting, extravagant, expansive, ambitious goal setting energy combined with wanting to reflect and rest and restore and, and start anew. And it can be really, um, confusing. (laughs) It can be really contradictory and it can feel a little bit, it can feel a little bit destabilizing when there's a part of you that's really excited and wants to create this, kind of ideal life for yourself or these ideal habits or, you know, 
create these big projects or whatever it happens to be, but also, you know, our bodies very much want to rest and restore and recuperate and kind of marrying those two things is, is tricky mentally, but it's part of, it's not just part of this time of year. It's part of kind of like any time of your life where if there's something contradictory between your, your mind and your body, how do you, how do you find a way to marry the two and find grace in the process and forgive yourself for not necessarily having all of the, all of the energy that your mind wish wishes you had or, um, or all the relaxation that your body perhaps wishes your mind had, you know? Yeah. Having, having that in mind, it can actually be a nice outline for how to approach a goal, you know, like if you're, or an intention, if you're someone who, who sets goals or intentions, having, having in mind what is going on as you said, like with Capricorn and Sagittarius and those sort of conflicting energies, like they can't actually marry nicely. One can sort of support the other if if we if we acknowledge like, oh, okay, I may actually just need to to rest here, go a little bit slower here. But it does when describing them feel very like, oh, no way these could go together, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I definitely think that this, the, the energy of wanting to rest and reflect, and then also the energy of goal setting or setting intentions for the new year, I think that they absolutely can go hand in hand because it's the natural, it's the natural cycle of rest and rejuvenation and action and then rest and then action. Um, but I think that we can very easily confuse our energies just naturally in this world because we are being asked to do so much all the time. And the question of when to rest and when to be active is, um, I think a question that a lot of people struggle with on a pretty regular basis because we all have different relationships to rest and different relationships also to the feeling of stress and needing to be doing things all the time. So I think a lot of times it can feel conflicting in an ideal sense, we would recognize that when, when we have the urge to rest or when our body is saying rest, we rest. And when we have the, the urge and the energy to set intentions or to, to plant seeds for goals, um, future goals, then we do it then. But I think that a lot of times we're not quite as in touch or in sync with those energies as they're moving through us. And so we end up just getting frustrated when we feel tired, when we went, when we would rather be, you know, waking up and going for a run or, (laughs) um, so I think, you know, there's also a lot to be said too, about people's relationship to new year's resolutions, which I think is very valid for the very reasons that we're describing that the end of the year is chaotic and setting goals is, is a lot. It can be a lot of pressure and can be a lot of, it can feel like, we're not doing enough or we're saying to ourselves that we're not doing enough. But I think there's another approach, which is what we're describing that if you allow yourself to give into the rest and reflection that your body is likely asking for you right now and the slowing down 
and the ability to, um, to just give yourself like a little more time and, and space and, and kindness, even in the midst of all the chaos, then the, the excitement for setting intentions and the ambition for setting goals will come a little more naturally and organically and can be done with a clearer frame of mind instead of feeling like, oh, I have to just do all of this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. I have, I have kind of a hard time setting intentions sometimes because it, I want to get really clear on it. And then I think that in that process or if I get it's either I'm super clear and I feel um, that pressure that we were talking about or I leave it really open and broad and it kind of like fizzles away because I I don't give myself enough clarity do you have any suggestions or insight on how to set intentions from a grounded place like how clear you want to get with yourself on that intention or that goal and how to also allow for it to kind of grow and evolve and be a little bit less strict or, um, or stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. So the first thing I would say is that you can't know where you're going until you know where you've been. And so I think that in order to set any kind of intention or to understand where you want to go forward um, in any capacity, whether it's, you know, in a week, in a month, in a, in a year, five years, 10 years, you have to really understand, you know, everything that you've just experienced as well. And being able to look backwards and reflect on the journey that you've gone through well, I think it will naturally inform what it is that you most want for yourself. You know, if you look back on this last year and just think of, you know, the three highlights and the three lowest points or the the points that you're like, oh, I really don't want to do that again. <laughs> I think that in itself can set up some really clear uh, ideas of where you want to go next, you know, and they can be, and they can be so, so, so simple. And I think that from there, focusing on a feeling that you want to cultivate for the next year rather than a sort of concrete outcome that would be the next the next real step if you're hoping to cultivate more ease or flow or vitality or you know just generally waking up and feeling good then what does that mean? You know, what does that look like? Does that mean waking up and meditating every day? Or does it mean waking up and meditating once a week? If when you're focusing on the feeling rather than the actual action, you're tapping into the quality of life that you want to cultivate. And then the solutions to creating that quality of life come more naturally. And they also come with more motivation because you're thinking about the experience you want to have rather than the task you want to check off your list. Does that make sense? Definitely. And I think that there is so much good to be said about having an intention. It's like, you know, often when for anyone who practices yoga, you might start a yoga class and the teacher will 
say to maybe set an intention for your practice or set an intention for your day or maybe you do that when you go on a run or go work out or even just start just start your day and having that intention that quality if it's ease or acting with kindness just like having that as a reminder can intend your your actions throughout the day to carry a little bit more of that quality which makes goal setting or acting towards a goal more rooted in that intention and working with the experience of something and having that in mind has always been a little bit more approachable for me but it can also feel elusive (laughs) (laughs) I understand yeah I understand what you mean and I'm I'm the type of person that gets very specific and I forget that um that other people don't because my my process is always you know set a goal break it down into the most bite-sized practical tangible steps um so if you're setting a goal to move more or something the next question I would say would be well what does that mean you know what what does that look like and I think the what does that mean and what does that look like can be flexible and it doesn't have to always be the exact same thing. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of the things we talked out, talked about in um, the episode, how to quit quitting really can come into play where you can get really playful and curious while you're on the journey of doing the thing. It doesn't always have to look exactly the same way, but the quality of feeling, the experience is the thing that you always want to stay tethered to. And what I love about what you are saying about, you know, intentions set at the beginning of a yoga practice or before you go into a meeting or, you know, do other types of movement or, or whatever, it's, it's usually not, or at least for me, it's not usually something that's totally concrete. It could be something like breathe, you know, or it could be, you know, act with kindness or compassion, but it's not like say this thing, do this thing. (laughs) Um, it's usually something that is supportive to the overall experience that you're trying to cultivate for yourself. And I think that that's where new year's resolutions have sort of gone off the rails a little bit for, um, for a lot of us, because it feels like it becomes just another to-do list or task list that we're creating for ourselves for the entire year. And that just feels like, well, what, what is the point of that? If I'm just, you know, giving myself more things to do. I would rather be focusing on, again, the quality of life that I'm trying to cultivate. So the, the next thing that I would I would ask, though, is like, OK, you definitely focus on the quality of life and the experience. And then if it feels too fuzzy or if it feels too broad, then start to think about, like, what are some examples of how that could look and what feels the best for you to follow first not necessarily tomorrow um, or the next day, but what what feels good to do first? And then how can you also leave space for it to evolve and not have to be trapped into one definition of what it looks like? Right. I think I, I have a couple of like, in my mind, ways to kind of keep it alive. But do you have any sort of suggestions for that, how to make it really alive and feel exciting and like supportive and loving to yourself not just for the the specific this specific time of year but keeping up with resolutions intentions goals in general 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you're setting a goal that doesn't feel exciting and alive, then you shouldn't be setting that goal first and foremost. <laughs> If, if you're saying I need to be doing more of this and there isn't a part of the thing that feels really enlivening for you, then, um, then perhaps examine why you're setting down that goal or that resolution or that intention in the first place, because, because that's what we're going for here is for, again, creating a life and a future that feels really aligned and connected to who you are. And that really lights you up. And if you're setting down goals or, um, or tasks or intentions or anything. And you're like, Oh, this just feels heavy or not exciting. Then look at if you're setting that down because it's something that you feel like you have to be doing based on somebody else's standards, feelings of comparison, feelings of jealousy, um, really explore, like, is this actually something that you really, really want? And you'll know if it's something that you want because you will feel lit up in some capacity. Now that said, if you set down intentions and goals that feel really exciting and feel like they have energy behind them because they feel really connected to who you are and they really feel like they're motivating you to move forward. But then at some point you want to make sure that you stick to them or that you stay connected to them. You know, there's, there's a few, there's a few things I want to say about that specifically. And that's, if you're setting intentions and resolutions that really align with staying connected to who you are, supporting yourself, cultivating more kindness and compassion for yourself and cultivating a life that really feels good to you or that, that, um, is aligned with who you are. It's not always going to be easy to do the things that create that kind of life. I'm thinking about how I had this yoga teacher years ago and he, he said, you know, go to yoga when you want to, and also go to yoga when you don't want to like go all the time because it's a practice of checking in with yourself and checking in with your body. And it's a devotional practice to yourself to cultivate your health and well-being and unification with your inner self. So everything that you do or everything that you set out to do that is in devotion to yourself, that is in development of becoming the person that you most want to be living the life that's most aligned with who you are with your values those things to get to, or to, to further that journey and that experience with you, with yourself, those things are not always going to be enjoyable and you're not going to want to do them every day, but checking in with the overarching vision for yourself, um, can help you stay connected to that and can help you stay connected to the purpose behind it. And when it comes to the idea of, failure or like falling off the wagon, really, like with, with some of these things, I always like to say, like, you can start over anytime you want, like, just because we're setting these intentions now and, or, you know, whenever you are at the beginning of January, February, whenever, um, whenever you set them, let's say you do them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and then you, it starts to wane and fall off. It doesn't mean you can't start over and keep going. I mean, I have a running practice that I've had for years and I will go months without running. It doesn't mean that I can't ever run again. (laughs) You know, I can, I can put on those shoes and go to the gym or step outside and start running anytime I want. It's just a matter of connecting with myself and connecting with, okay, why do I want to do this thing? Reminding myself that 
it's something that I want to cultivate for myself. It's a practice that I do love as challenging as it is. And then, you know, encouraging myself to do it because I want to be devoted to the practices, the principles, the lifestyle, the, the virtues that, that make me feel most alive. I am working on a vision worksheet that will be available soon to everyone listening. If you're interested to help, to help you create not only this kind of vision that you might be wanting to cultivate for this next year to help you stay connected to, or to create intentions for the next year, but also how to, how to remind yourself of that, that vision, that outcome on a regular basis. And there are things like, you know, writing it out clearly and saving it as a screen saver on your phone, creating a vision board, checking in with yourself on a monthly basis or semi-regular basis, waking up, reading your vision every single day. Like there's so many things that you can do to stay connected to the intentions and to stay connected to the energy behind the intentions. But I think again, making sure that your intentions are really aligned with what you want and making sure that they really excite you, motivate you, energize you, and then moving forward with, well, how to, how to actually make those things real. You know, even if it's just (laughs) my cousin, my cousin a couple years ago, just set the intention of drinking more water uh, all year, (laughs) every day. And so even if it's just that, it's just like staying very connected to what it is that makes the most sense for you. And then you can figure out, you know, there are so many ways to remind yourself of these things on a, on a regular daily basis. And again, that vision worksheet will a bit, will be available very soon for everybody. But I think just making sure that there's energy and motivation and that it's connected to you from the very beginning, that's the best way to keep the intentions alive and as something that will aliven you and liven you whenever you come back to them. Mm-hmm. First, I want to say drinking water is such a good <laughs> resolution. <laughs> That's just good for all of us. Yeah. Just good all around. Good on good on your cousin. Maybe, maybe that'll be one of mine. Um, but also I have done envisioning work with you and reviewed this vision worksheet. And I think that that is, I mean, I haven't thought about that in terms of resolutions or goal setting for the next year, but you talking about that sort of woke something up in me where I was like, oh yeah, envisioning. And I think having that vision day to day, whether it be a screensaver on your phone or even just reviewing the vision worksheet or like reminders that are actually really helpful to you day to day is so, so good because so much of action and acting from a place of center is having that vision of yourself and being able to sort of imagine it and feel excited about it, which I think envisioning can really do because if you start envisioning and you have a goal in mind where like you said it just doesn't it just doesn't feel good when you start to envision it you're going to be able to see like yeah that that does not feel exciting that does not feel great but if it's like you're envisioning take the the message from your yoga instructor years ago where it's like I would like to cultivate a um 
a greater sense of vitality or a greater sense of well-being and you have that vision of yourself and in all these different contexts you know feeling more vital feeling more energized feeling more aligned and like yourself then it is going to or it's going to allow you to feel a little bit more uh more assured of your decision to go to a yoga practice or even even on days when you're like I don't know if this is what I want to do and sometimes you know you got to listen to that and you got to let yourself rest but other times you may be able to look at that vision and look into that <laughs> vision and be like this is in service of the greater vision and that feels really good and even just making that decision for yourself being like it's not I'm not always going to feel my most vital and I'm not always going to feel my most excited and and enlivened to do that thing but it is from a place of of caring for myself which I think vision practices can really really do and even like just visually having something as a reminder of that I think is really important because when it just exists in the ether and you're like oh my goal blah I just look at it every once in a while and kind of feel bad about myself. (laughs) That's not the most helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm a little bit reluctant to say this, but there's, there's a part of me that wants to share that what, you know, what I do when I, cause I'm, gosh, I am such a goal setter. I'm such an intention setter. Like I, I do it on a regular basis and I, I go overboard. I mean, you should see my goal list from last year. It's, it's, intense. (laughs) But what I, what I recommend to people is that, you know, give yourself a check-in. Like I try to check in monthly or seasonally with where I'm at with the things that I said, said I was going to do at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of the month or whenever I am like whichever intentions I'm looking at. And, um, and I just check in and I'm like, okay, what have I, what have I done? What have I not done? And rather than focusing also on what I've not done, I really focus on what I have done and I don't beat myself up too much if I've, if I haven't done what I said I was going to do, because life gets in the way, life gets crazy. There are things that are going to pop up that we can't expect. And we have to be able to have the flexibility to go with the flow, but also, you know, hold yourself accountable, you know, hold yourself accountable to the things that you really want to do for yourself. And if there's a way for you to do that, I mean, that's going to make you feel better about yourself than just saying, Oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I just, I didn't do that. Um, you know, if you, if you really want to build something into your life and I'm not saying like, it has to be something outrageous, like make a million dollars this year. It can be something as simple as drinking more water, you know, hold yourself accountable and see, see what you can do to live up to what you say you're going to do. Because also by proving to yourself on a more regular basis that you're going, that you're doing what you say you're going to do, even if it's in small incremental amounts, the more you'll also be able to trust yourself to do other things that you really want to do. And you'll build more strength of character, strengthen yourself, ability to feel like, oh yeah, I can do these things. And I don't have to be afraid of setting intentions or goals altogether because I know, I know that I'm not going to quote unquote fail. And even if I do drop off a little bit here and there, I know that I can forgive myself for that. And I can always keep going. Um, 
I think the the whole the whole thing about intentions and goal setting is that we're trying to build on our sense of purpose, build a life around the things that we find most valuable. And I don't want to say coasting, but if we're just going through life without, again, reflecting on what it is exactly that we want or what it is that we want to bring to our lives, then it can feel kind of purposeless. And it can feel like we're, we're not necessarily staying connected to what we most value. And it can start to feel life can start to feel a little flat. So I think that there's this desire to set goals and intentions to keep expanding ourselves and to keep, again, creating these lives that we're most excited about. But then the other part of that is doing the thing that we set out to do. And we have to, we have to be able to build the muscle and the skill set to trust ourselves to do the things that we set out to do. You know, whatever that looks like for you. I think we've given some good examples of like good reminders, but at the end of the day, it's like, how can you show up for yourself and show up for yourself even when it's hard or, you know, for, again, for the, the, the bigger vision of this is, this is what I really want. The long-term vision of, of the life that really lights you up on a regular basis. Right. And I think it can be really nice to actually look at what we've done in the past year that is something to celebrate. And gosh, I don't even remember my resolutions from last year or if I even made any, but there are certainly things that I can look at to remind myself of how I have taken care of myself in the past year. And it doesn't always look like what what we imagine the execution of the intention or the resolution, but you're definitely capable. And everyone, I think, has something to be very proud of within the past year, if they look and are really honest with themselves and not too, not too hard on themselves, you can find probably many things to feel proud of and feel like you've accomplished and are still building for yourself, even as we step into another year and you'll continue building. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where I would like to end with a few little action steps for people for how to take all of this and, and make it real and tangible for themselves. Um, and using that as the jumping off point, you know, I think even though, (laughs) even though this time of year can be super, super chaotic and there can be so much going on. I think we can all think of just three things that we're really proud of um, that we either accomplished or said or did or created or, or cultivated for ourselves this year. And also three things that three, I, I want to say three to five things. Like if you have a little bit of time, write down a couple more. If you feel excited and inspired, write down a couple more, obviously go on, you know, go on a, a bender with how many amazing things you did this year. If you have that time, <laughs> but if you don't have that time, you know, just think of the three, three things. And then also think of a few things that, that you want to approach differently or the ways in which you want to behave differently. And, why, what is, what is the purpose? What is the, what is the desired outcome or experience that you're, 
you're seeking when saying this needs to be different? Well, how, how does it need to be different? What would it, what would it look like in an ideal sense? And, um, and then using that as the jumping off points for the intentions that you can set for the next year. And again, they don't have to be big. I mean, they can be something, they can be things that are so, so simple. If you want to get concrete about them, obviously go for it, like write out the lists, but do it in a way that you know is not, it's not putting too much pressure on yourself, but actually feels really good. It's that right balance between the ease and the effort. We're talking so much, so much yoga language here, but so that, that balance between it being easeful and fun and also kind of pushing your growth edges a little bit and um, maybe pushing you out of your comfort zone a little bit as well. I, I love that. I feel like having a clear, concrete thing to, ref- to start reflecting on is a really good um a really good place to begin reflection and then intention setting. So, yeah, well, and that's also, you know, I should just, again, plug this here. That's what we do in the vision worksheet. I have you explore where it is that you are now or what's not working right now. And that's the jumping off point for what needs to, what needs to change. So the other thing that I would say, part one, do some reflection on what went well, what went not so well, Part two, use that as the foundation for the intentions that you would like to set for the next year. Keep them really simple. Um, Ease and effort, ease between the effort. And then step three, download the vision worksheet and (laughs) and use that to help you to help you make these intentions actually manifest in the next year in a way that feels really good and exciting and that you can see them actually happening. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? We never actually, I feel like we very briefly or very rarely said New Year's resolutions, the pros and cons of New Year's resolutions, yeah. but, but that's what we're talking about in this episode. So is there anything else, Kimmy, that you feel like we, we need to discuss here? No, I think um, one of the hardest parts about setting New Year's resolutions or the concept of setting New Year's resolutions, the pros and cons is just taking an honest stock of where you're at. And as I feel like (laughs) we've talked about in almost all of these episodes is just like meeting yourself where you're at and allowing yourself the time to rest. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. No action can come if you're not fully rested. So, and even though this, I believe this episode will be uh, dropping after the winter solstice. It's still a fantastic time of year in general to just hibernate a little bit, go a little dark, only do the things that feel really, really good right now. And, um, just let yourself rest and rejuvenate and, um, and then go at your own pace. Trust that it's all going to happen in the right time it does not all have to happen right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much again, Kimmy. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. And thank you to everyone who listened today. Again, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, what's your relationship to New Year's resolutions, we'd love to hear them and wishing you all a very, very happy and peaceful new year. We'll see you in 2024. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what we do here, please feel free to share, follow, write a review, or let us know what you think. We love hearing from you, our community. So if you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about any of the work that we do here at Life Design Co., please feel free to contact us. On Instagram, we're Life Design Co., or you can email us at hello at thelifedesign.co. This podcast is a production of Life Design Co. and hosted by me, Hollis Maloney, and edited by Kimmy and Dunn. Thank you again for listening and see you in the next one.